welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women with Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah Thursday. (laughs) Thursday are the best day because it is our quest day. Wow. That was a good one. Um, So on Thursdays, Sarah and I get to come at you and we get to talk about your quest. Now, if you do not know what your quest is, then make sure you go back and listen to episode 48. That is a good summary of what the quest is, but we believe you are on a quest and that God wants you to be on your quest, and we want to help you on your quest. So that's what we're talking about. How many times can I say quest before I even start? It's good. It's good. So before we get started, though, I wanted to read a rating and review because we love you. And this is from Kellyanne, and we love Kellyanne. She says, this is my go-to podcast when I need some motivation. It doesn't matter who they are talking to. These women really do have fire. I love their themes of God working in all areas of our lives. I love how real and sincere both Michelle and Sarah are. I'm so glad I found them. Oh, Kellyanne, (laughs) you're the best. I'm one of her fans, I must say. She's got incredible stuff. But thanks for writing in, Kellyanne. And if you are someone who has listened to this, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And more importantly, can you leave us a review today? Like, we'll sit here and wait. Ready? Pause. Pause. (laughs) I never was really good at being silent. (laughs) We've never been good at that. (laughs) Never. I will giggle. (laughs) seriously though we are really wanting to share we believe there's so much truth in the quest and so much truth coming from these amazing women that we interview and we have had some recent interviews that have exploded exploded but we want them to explode further and your one review will help that we promise it so pause (laughs) thanks so much And while you're pausing, writing the review, I want to make sure that you guys are getting access to our free trainings. What do I call them? They're bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Thank you. Yeah, because they're kind of podcast style, right? Yeah, totally. Um, And so we have each recorded one bonus episode. One is just me, one is just Sarah, and they are our favorite, some of our favorite talks that we've ever done. And they are there for you. So make sure you hit that up. That'll be in the show notes or go to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. That's how you're going to find them. Super easy. They'll be emailed straight to you. Bonus episodes just for our people on our list. All right, you guys, we are going to be talking about being happy today because I am happy, right? (laughs) Amen. And it was just Easter. It was just Easter. And as painful as Good Friday can be and sad and haunting and so hard to experience, I think on Instagram, the most common quote I saw was that Sunday will come and it is joyous and rejoicing and we have got to figure out how to be happier. There is happiness to be had. So it's all about increasing happiness. Yeah. So today we're going to give you four tools to being happy because I'm just going to tell you, (laughs) Heavenly Father wants you to be happy. He does. 
And I think there's even a, maybe even a scripture about it that Adam felt that men might be and men are that they might have joy, not that they could have joy that if, or that they should have joy, but they might have joy. I think that that puts a lot of responsibility on us to find our own happiness because, because we get to, we kind of get to choose, right? Our happiness, uh, almost a lot of it depends on how we react to our life and, and if we choose. So we want to talk to you about four tips to make this happen, right? Absolutely. So tip number one comes from the book of Mosiah, right? So we've got to make sure that this is truth. This isn't just Michelle and Sarah saying, happy people. <laughs> we are pulling from the scriptures today and yes, Nephi will be included. You're welcome. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> So we are in the book of Mosiah, chapter 2, 41. Listen carefully. What does he say? He says, and moreover, I would desire that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven, that thereby they might dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. Or remember, or remember that these things are true, for the Lord God, God has spoken it. Now, I love this so much because notice that how he talks about how, yes, if you hold out faithful to the end and you get received into heaven, you're going to be with God, never-ending happiness. But guess what? You can be happy happy here before people before <laughs> happiness is not this celestial kingdom only experience and the key is our three keywords and it's a primary song keep the commandments keep the commandments so what do you think michelle i, I think it's time for nephi is it time for nephi i think so Okay, so when you look in Nephi chapter 17, verse 2, listen to how Nephi describes his time in the wilderness. And this is in verse 2. And so great were the blessings of the Lord upon us that while we did live upon raw meat in the wilderness, our women did give plenty of suck for their children and were strong, yea, even likened to the men. And they began to bear their journeys without murmurings. Okay, and then we just flip the page over to verse 20. And this is Laman and Lemuel. And they say, and thou art like our father, led away by the foolish imaginations of his heart. Yea, he hath led us out of the land of Jerusalem. And we have wandered in the wilderness for these many years. And our women have toiled bearing, being big with child. And they have borne children in the wilderness and suffered all things, save it were death. And it would have been better that they had died <laughs> when they came out of Jerusalem. Dra <laughs> the drama was added for effect that to have then to have suffered these afflictions. And I think you have these two, I mean, we're going to be contrasting and comparing and contrasting Nephi and Laman Lemuel throughout all of this, because it's such a good example of choosing happiness. But here we have Nephi who is keeping the commandments, is staying close to the spirit. And he is having the same, you know, the whole same experience being in the wilderness as Laman and Lemuel. And yet, because they didn't choose to keep the commandments because they didn't choose to stay close to God, then they didn't find happiness. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. So don't underestimate some of the commandments that you have been asked to obey. And some of those may include also covenants made in the temple. And if you are someone who has never been through the temple and you don't know what kind of promises are made there, you can go to the church's website, temples, 
www.churchofjesuschrist.org. And you can read all about the promises and covenants that we are asked to make in the temple, where they're found in the scriptures. And so even if you haven't been to the temple, you can get a little peek into these are things I can be doing to be happier because it is promised in Mosiah that we can have a happy state because we are keeping the commandments. There is serious power in those covenants. And I will never forget um, Sherry Dew speaking on the power of the family at like a national organization. And she was talking about the, actually the law of chastity, her as a woman who was not married, being able to live the, the, the law of chastity and whether she feels like she has missed out. Okay very bluntly. She says, I am asked this all the time. If I feel like I am mad about the law of chastity that I've committed to. And she says, you know what? There are certain things in my life I have never had to explain. I have never had to wake. We're just going to be blunt here. I've never had to wake up the next morning and feel guilt and sadness and regret for things that I have done the night before regarding the law of chastity. She said, I have never had to unexplain an unplanned pregnancy. I mean, she is blunt. She is blunt about some of these experiences. So sometimes I think we think, okay, temple covenants, yes, I'm doing those, but start thinking a little bit on the opposite side of do you realize what kind of damage and pain and struggle can come into your life when those covenants are broken? And flip it and say, oh my word, look at the security and joy and passion can come in, that can come into my life because of these covenants. And man, if that doesn't make you happy, woo, we're missing the boat here. So true happiness. Keep the commandments, my dear friends. It's an important one. It's a, perp- it's a good one. Okay, let's go on to number two. Number two is clean emotions versus dirty emotions. What? <laughs> what does that even mean, Sarah? What does that mean? Okay, so I just <laughs> ran across a podcast that I'm like, where's this been on my life? And the reality is it just launched like a week and a half ago. <laughs> so well, I didn't totally been. miss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and spoiler alert spoiler alert, the creators of this podcast are the upcoming interview for Tuesday. So you are going to love meeting Michelle Lanart. She and her husband are the creators of Build Your Teenager. So you can find them on Instagram, but type it into iTunes. It needs to become a regular podcast for you. And guess what? I don't care if you have a teenager or not. Okay. I told her, I texted her and I said, this should be called Build Your toddler. It should be because they (laughs) still apply to my relationships with my toddlers. Check this out. They present this great idea that is an, um, you know, a globally recognized idea of clean versus dirty emotions and what that means. And the reality is you can divide emotions into clean and dirty. Clean emotions are happy. I am sad. I am lonely. I am disappointed. Those are all clean emotions that, you know what, you are allowed to feel feel them, be sad, be happy, be lonely, be disappointed, be joyful, be exuberant, be awesome, whatever those things are. There also are emotions that can turn into dirty emotions. And these are things that are like anger that cause us to do things. What about emotions that cause us to gossip, emotions that cause us to hate others or ourselves? These are all emotions that we would consider dirty and actually we shouldn't experience and that we should try and avoid them at all costs. So let's use a small example of 
what can happen in a certain scenario and how we can experience clean emotions and maybe how, how do we avoid them turning to dirty? You want to cover that, Michelle? Yeah. Let's talk about like how this is maybe showing up for you. Like maybe it's on Instagram, right? And you're going to Instagram and you're focused on like, you really have, you have great intention to be on Instagram and to be a good influence, but then you see other people and they're growing faster than you, or they have a better influence and bigger influence. And maybe they're not using it this way that you think they should, or, you know, whatever it is. So let's have this scenario. Okay. So you, you're trying to build your Instagram and you're trying to be a good influence, but then you have someone else over here who is going faster than you and it's making you feel so, so what are some clean emotions that you can have? You can be sad. You can be disappointed. Okay. Those are clean. And what makes them clean is that those are just kind of your emotions. They are focused on you. They're focused on how you're feeling. It's the human experience. Like we're going to feel these things and that's okay. It's good. You're not a robot. You are a person. Yes. We support that. (laughs) But when they turn to someone else and bringing someone else down so that you can feel yourself go up higher, that's, I think the point that they become dirty. What do you, is that true? Does that feel right? Yeah, absolutely. And the reality is you really need to listen to episode. The whole podcast. Yeah. Like go into it and they will give you some really incredible examples because they've studied this and this is something that's kind of new and fresh to our minds. But the key is with what exactly what Michelle's talking about is what's happening in between there that is causing it to turn into something that is bringing us down, that we're allowing the natural man to take over and gossip and hate and be angry and and take it out on other people or even ourselves. The reality is, is it's not the emotion, it's your thoughts about what has happened. Because when you post this incredibly emotional post on Instagram and you're trying to build a connection and so-and-so did the same thing and they got 204 likes and you got four, all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden you're saying, your thoughts are saying, people don't like me. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I can't have an influence on the world. And these are all things you're wanting to do. You're wanting to have an influence, which is a good thing. You want people to like you. Okay. There are some good things with that. Like these are thoughts that you are associating with your Instagram account. Now here's the kicker. When you find out they've got 204 likes and you've got four, you take those thoughts and you've got to redirect them to say, how can I, can I still have people like me, even though only four people appear to like me on Instagram? Can I still be a likable person? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Michelle says yes. <laughs> yes. What is the thought in your head? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can I still impact the world with only four likes on Instagram? Yes. You can impact the world. <laughs> those are the thoughts. So those thoughts, when you put your heart out there on Instagram can still be true, regardless if 200 people, 2000 people, 2 million people like it versus four those thoughts can still ring true for you. So don't give in to the natural man, like fight <laughs> for it, right? Yeah, you have to fight for it. And I, Lisa Funk from Handliner Design, she just became a life coach. And so I talked to her a lot about this and how, what happens is we have a thought, right? We have a thought like, I only have four likes. 
And then we attach an emotion to it. And that's what gives the thought power. That's what gives it power to either drag us down or boost us up. But that thought, that moment, we have choice. And I know that we think that our thoughts are just like, I don't know, who's Loose giving it? Cannon. Loose yeah. cannon. Yeah. But we get to control that. I think it's really hard to not feel this way. Um, and I think that a lot of times we believe that the thoughts are valid. All the thoughts that we have are valid, but it's not true. <laughs> a lot of times our thoughts are just thoughts. And then we get to decide if we attach any feelings behind them. And so one of the things that I've this is actually something that's really hard to control is your thoughts and to control where they lead you and where you get stuck. And so two things, I just, just two quick tips. One is that find your energy release. So for me, running by myself is something that gets all of the negative thoughts out of my head. It just does. Um, and then that might not be you, whatever. Um, but figure out what your thing is. And then two is if I'm feeling a certain way, and I'm stuck in that feeling for too long. And this is something that um, Lisa Funk kind of helps helped me with. She is fantastic at mindset and all of that. But you have to you have to reverse engineer it. Why do you feel this way? What thoughts are you having, and what feelings are you attaching to those thoughts? And so to kind of call yourself out and say, "Wait a minute, this isn't real. <laughs> this is not a real thing," and then to reframe it. Let's just take a little break because we want to give you access to our most requested bonus episodes straight to your inbox. We have never shared these episodes before digitally. Michelle's famous talk, God is speaking to you. Do you hear him? And guess what? You also get Sarah's crucial talk called Satan is at the White. I'm just telling you, these are very good. <laughs> they are huge resources to give you a vision and confidence in making decisions with the Lord, which is what we're trying to do, right? Grab the bonus episodes now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Now back to the podcast. I love this. And as we move on to the third step, I think this is the perfect segue yeah. It's great news that you can change your thoughts. Because if we couldn't, we'd all be sunk people. So take total <laughs> happiness in that, that you can change them and tackle this. So step number three is to take control of your environment. And once again, we've got to hand it to <laughs> Nephi, who has rocked this. And Michelle, you came up with the perfect example of this. Well, if you look at Nephi... Okay, Nephi, Lame and Lemuel, they're gonna we're bringing them back in. But if you if you look at their situation, they were if you don't know the story, they were brought out of Jerusalem. They were their father um, was instructed of the Lord to leave Jerusalem because Jerusalem was gonna be destroyed. They spend their time in the wilderness, heading for the promised land, and all of this time, you have Nephi over here and you have uh, Laman and Lemuel over here, and all this time you have Laman and Lemuel and they are complaining. And they're sad and they're mad and they're angry. They're cursing God. They're blaming their father. They're doing all of these things. And then you have Nephi over here who is constantly fixed on the promised land. And 
to me, it's because of this decision point. They're all of them are in the same situation. But in first Nephi chapter two, I read, I feel like I read this one all the time, but it's worth revisiting. But they have just left Jerusalem in chapter two and Nephi says, and it came to pass that I, Nephi being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God. Wherefore I did cry unto the Lord and behold, he did visit me and did soften my heart. Nephi's heart had to be softened that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. This is a decision point and we get to decide how we are going to view our circumstances because I'm going to tell you life isn't perfect. If you haven't noticed, there are some hard things in our life that happen. We agree to this. It's supposed to happen. And, but we get to decide if we turn to the Lord and we keep our eyes fixed on the promised land, or if we like Laman and Lemuel are constantly looking behind us, looking at Jerusalem, looking and weeping about what might've been in Jerusalem and not believing the prophecies of the prophet of our prophet and not turning to God and getting our own testimony of where we need to be and where we are going. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. And Nephi, gosh, he is the man. He is the man. (laughs) And the thing that I love is that Nephi had this vision to, he, he had vision in his life. I guess I mean that generally he had deep vision. Nephi fought for that vision. This was not Nephi's just hanging out and has this spiritual (laughs) gift of vision of always being optimistic. And I think that's the great lie is like, Oh, you're an optimist. Like you were born with it. You know, we interviewed Hillary Weeks. Her whole um, interview is about optimism. Is that something she was born with? Maybe. But has she fought to become an optimist? Fight to become someone with vision. You fight for it by choosing in that natural man moment to change your thought pattern and to keep clean emotions. You choose to keep the commandments. You choose to be someone who studies their scriptures. And just like Emily Freeman said in her interview, to enter the scriptures brave. You are making those decisions. And that is you fighting every day to be a person with vision. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And if we, like, I want to go back to this points back to our, our second point of clean and dirty emotions. But listen, this is in the same chapter that I just read about Nephi. So it's chapter two, verse 12. And this is the difference. These are the dirty emotions Laman and Lemuel had. And thus Laman and Lemuel being the eldest did murmur against their father. And they did murmur because they knew not the dealings of that God who had created them. It's not that they could not know, but they chose not to know. And they chose to murmur. And I think that that's actually... (laughs) where most of my bad emotions start is my murmuring and complaining. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on a lot of stuff, but I, but that a lot of times is the hinge point. Are we going to get on our knees and ask God to testify to us that we're in the right place? Didn't he, if I know the end from the beginning, absolutely not. Right. He knew the next step, but he had a burning testimony that he was where he was supposed to be and he was doing what he was supposed to do. And then you have Laman and Lemuel who did not fall on their knees. Instead, they looked back at Jerusalem and they pointed and murmured. You don't want to be that. That's not, it's not happy. 
it's not happy and you can be happy. We can be happy. Love this. Love this so much. We really have one more step to help you increase happiness. So I hope something has resonated with you and become that today. Like today's your day to increase your happiness with all of us. We're all going to work together to be happier. Um, our last tip or step to becoming, to increasing your happiness today is to live what we call the law of abundance. Okay. I love the concept that there are certain ways we can kind of see whether we're living abundantly or not. So I want you to ask yourself these two questions, okay? When you are presented with like an opportunity, let's say it's kind of in a business sense, okay? That you're, somebody contacts you and says, hey, I want to collaborate on something. Um, and you decide to kind of investigate them by going to their Instagram page and their website and figure it out. Are the questions you're asking yourself, are you saying, how will this benefit me? Okay. That may be where your mind is at. How will this benefit me? Second, what will I gain from collaborating with this person? Those are probably pretty wise business questions to ask, but they are against the law of abundance. What if you're at the park? We love talking about park day. I swear. <laughs> As if it exists all around the world. We're all at park day. Okay. What if when you sat next to a friend, your mind was there saying, what can I gain from this relationship? You've got a new friend. Maybe, and this is a real thing. I think sometimes we sit across from someone and say, hmm, what can I gain from this? How will this friendship benefit me? And that's where your brain is at. That is against the law of abundance. In reality, if you're living the law of abundance, your mindset is saying, how can I serve? Who can I help? How can I share? How can I give? How can I include? And let me just tell you right off the bat, I know that reality TV shows have been a big deal for like a decade and it's all about exclusion. Okay. We start out with 24 people and we're going to chop one out every single week. And it's so dramatic and so awesome with the host. But the reality is the kingdom of God is inclusive. It includes you and it includes that gal at Park Day. And there's room for all. So the law of abundance is taking note that there is room for all in God's kingdom and learning to serve, share, care, live abundantly so that you can connect with other people and make his work move forward. This brings me to a quote from Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. He says, don't give in to that being who is bent on the destruction of your happiness. Stay the course and see the beauty of life unfold before you. Fighting through darkness and despair and pleading through the light is what opened this dispensation. It is what keeps it going and it is what will keep you going. And I think this is true, right? Of course it's true. Elder Holland said it. But if we are focused on the negative, if we are focusing on bringing people down, if we're focusing on what can I get and say, what can I give, then that really it stops our happiness and it stops the spirit from working in our lives because the spirit doesn't speak through anger, you know, and he speaks through quiet whisperings and that's how we find our happiness. And that's how we find peace. We believe in everyone has their own quest and every quest is different. And I, I know that I have get a lot of questions, but how do I know and how do I feel confident in what I'm doing? And the reality is, is if you want to be happy in your quest and not comparing and not not living the law of abundance and, you know, looking at other people. Um, it's really turning to the Lord, keeping the commandments and then falling on our knees and asking for that decision point. Like Nephi did in first Nephi two, two is just saying, 
listen, I feel like this is what I'm doing. Now tell me what the next step is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me what the next step is. And that true conversion to your own quest, we can't give it to you. We can cheer you on. We can high five you. We can say yes to you a thousand times, but the real security and confidence in your quest comes from up above. That's where the truth lies. And so we encourage you to go there. And if you don't know how to go there, we're happy to help guide you to get there. But man, let's get you there. And I'm going to take our wonderful prophet, President Nelson's quote from Easter Sunday. Follow him on Instagram. So good. So good to have him in your Instagram feed. This is kind of how we want to close out the episode. He says, brighter days are ahead, both here and hereafter. And he is referring to the Savior who can make those brighter days ahead now and in the hereafter. And I hold that so dearly that there is happiness to be had in the now. So can you be practical about this? Can you take note of where am I in keeping the commandments? That can increase my happiness. Where am I? Then take note. Hmm, how are my emotions doing? Clean emotions versus dirty emotions. And be a little bit technical about it. Like call yourself out and say, okay, my natural man is rocking and rolling right now, making me want to <laughs> talk real mean about this person that is somehow experiencing things I want to experience, right? And then take control of your environment. Gain vision and God will give it to you. And last, live the law of abundance. And you are going to be happier, my friend. Aren't we so lucky that we are meant to be happy, not only now, but in the future, but now, okay? Now, now <laughs> is your day to be happy. We're so glad that you would join us here on Thursday at the Women With Fire podcast. We are excited to be happier people with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.